Hello and welcome to Let's Talk with Bishop R.C. Blakes. R.C. is an author, empowerment teacher, and the proud pastor of the New Home Ministries of New Orleans, Louisiana, and Houston, Texas. His message circles the globe. His conversational and candid approach to challenging content makes him a relevant voice to all generations. Get ready for a life-changing transformational conversation. Hello, 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 hello. This is R.C. Blakes, and I am really thrilled to be able to share with you. You know, it's always my honor and my privilege to be able to share with so many of you from all around the world. Now, I would love for you to invite someone to come in, call them, you know, um, email them, text them, hit the, hit the, uh, copy the link and share it on other uh, social media platforms because I believe this discussion tonight is going to I think it's going to be healing but I think it's also going to bring clarity to um, not only women but even to to men of course more women watch my content than do men but uh, you know eventually brothers make their way around and then we have some brothers that are always present and I thank God for them I want to talk just for a little while today hopefully not as long as I normally would about things a feminine woman brings to the table and I guess the reason I'm I'm dealing with this is because I quite often uh, get the question, I quite often hear the question asked, what does a woman bring to the table? And I have to admit, um, initially, <coughs> excuse me, I was taken aback when I first, uh, when the question was first posed to me. I guess it's because I'm from another generation. I'm not an old man, but I'm an older guy. And um, my generation and those generations that came before me, it was, it was pretty evident to us what a woman brought to the table. Any woman that uh, a man would view as wife material it was, it was really not complicated relative to what she brought to the table. Um, honestly, I, I think the question is so um, off-based relative to masculinity and manhood. I think it's so off-base that any conversation about a woman bringing uh, anything to the table coming from a man is a reflection on the level of the man speaking. Because masculine, king conscious, uh, as some like to put it, alpha males, it's not, it's not unclear as it relates to the value of a woman and what she brings into a man's life 
when she commits herself to that man, a grown man, a grown man, a king conscious man, um, a grown man builds the house and he even builds the table. He, he'll get up and he'll go and, and he'll put the bread on the table. He'll do all of these things, build the house, build the table, fill the table, just to make room for a feminine woman. It's, it's almost like saying, okay, um, I, I, it's like you saying to me, I want to, uh, RC, I'm going to give you a Rolls Royce. I'm going to give you a brand new Phantom. And then I say to you, okay, well, what else? You know, what else are you bringing to the table? What do you mean, what else am I bringing to the table? The value that I'm bringing should be so clear that all we should get, all, the only response that would be appropriate would be, thank you. But you see, this is the consciousness of a grown man who builds the house, buys the table, earns the bread on the table, just to make room for a feminine woman. You see, men uh, pursue women. Masculine men pursue feminine women. Feminine women do not pursue masculine men. And for a masculine man to be successful in his pursuit of a feminine woman, she would then in turn have to approve of his pursuit. Well, it, it, you know, it, it would be like you know, you pursuing her and then she approves and you say, okay, what else do you bring to the table? What do you mean, what else? It's a man's honor to provide for his woman. It's a man's honor to provide for his woman. Provision, providing, building the table, building the house, or building the house, buying the table, earning the bread on the table in the house, is the way masculine men model our manhood to our women. You know, I feel good about being able to say I take care of my wife. Oh, there's nothing, there's nothing greater, to, not to a masculine man. Now, you know, a little feminine man, he don't care who pay the bills. He don't care. You can pay the bills. The children can pay the bills. Just leave him alone. He don't care. But if you have a masculine man, he finds his greatest joy in being able to say, I provide for my woman. He doesn't find that much joy in being uh, or, or having to say, my woman provides for me. Now, he ain't got no problem with doing that if he has to be in that situation for a period of time. But his greatest joy comes from modeling his manhood to his woman, to his children, through provision. He's not sitting in the living room talking about what, what, what else do you bring to the table? Hmm. Before God, 
if you, if, if, if you go to Genesis, before God gave Adam Eve, God firmly positioned Adam as a provider and a protector. Adam had access and was in control of everything a wife might have needed. And so when God brings Eve on the scene, <clears throat> Adam has the house, he has the table, he has the bread on the table. And all Eve had to do was show up and fit into his context. So I want to just, you know, deal with this for the sake of some who might have this question. What does a woman bring to the table? Notice I said in my title or description, things a feminine woman brings to the table. Because there's a difference between a feminine woman versus a masculine woman. And when I say feminine versus masculine, I'm talking about the dominant consciousness of that woman. Because in today's society, there are very few, if any, women who can completely and totally 100% of the time be in a feminine state. This is a society that demands a woman be able to shift out of masculine into feminine. But the question becomes, what is this woman's dominant mindset? Is she a feminine woman from her core, even though maybe her job, you know, might demand certain masculine energy? Maybe, you know, certain social constructs, maybe the way her family is situated, maybe there's no male presence or what have you, and she has to raise these children by herself. She may have to slip into masculine energy to get the job done, but what is her dominant mindset? What's her dominant frequency? Is it feminine? Because if it is, these are some of the things that this woman automatically brings to the table. Number one, number one, she brings feminine presence. Now, really and truly, honestly, I, I, I could stop right there. That's enough right there for me. That, I mean, that's enough right there for me. You know, just, just my wife's feminine presence in my house, you know, um, feminine clothing. Feminine fragrances, feminine movement, feminine figure, feminine gesture, feminine sound. That's enough for any, you know, <laughs> that's enough for any true masculine man. If she's a good woman and she's a wife, it, just bring your feminine presence it's, it's the most sought-after attribute on the planet. There is no substitute for feminine energy being present in the life of a masculine man. Why? It's because that feminine energy, <clears throat> it gives a man confidence. 
that feminine energy gives a man motivation to climb you know the mountains that are before him it's it's the presence of a woman that says to that man you can do it it's the presence of that woman that says to that man you gotta do this it's feminine energy is the man's is is the man's confidence and it is the man's motivation so what does she bring to the, to the table? She brings feminine presence. Not presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S, but presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E. -E -E. I had to think about it if I was spelling that right. <laughs> go, to, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 7, 7 through 9. Now any, anybody that's like from my generation or my mindset, you can relate to what I'm saying. Point number one, we, 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 we really done. Uh, the, the lesson is over, really. The lesson is over. The question has been answered. What does a woman bring? What does a feminine woman bring to the table? She brings feminine presence. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 11, 7 through 9, For man indeed ought not to cover his head. For as much as he is the image and glory of God, but the woman is the glory of the man. The woman is the what? Glory of the man. For the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man. Neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. She brings feminine presence. Every real red-blooded man needs feminine presence. Every, every, every heterosexual man understands the value of feminine presence. There's just something about when women are around, they just make everything better. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can see what you want. Oh, but they this and they that. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I don't always understand the way they think. Yeah, they can become complicated. And yeah, 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 yeah. All of that. When you get through with all of that, there's, the whole situation is improved when a woman is present. Because nothing moves a real man like a woman. So, you know, I mean, I look at you sideways when you go talking about what, 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 what she bring to the table. You mean to tell me you don't know? You mean to tell me you don't know? Any real man is moved by femininity in the form of a woman. There's, a, there's an interesting and, and kind of humorous uh, biblical account of King David after he had gotten to be an old, 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 old man. He was getting ready to die, actually. And they could not keep his body warm. And so I'll read the story for you rather than just telling you the story. It says in 1 Kings chapter 1 verses 1 through 4, it says, Now King David was old, advanced in years. They covered him with clothes, but he could not get warm. So his servants said to him, Let a young virgin be found for my lord the king, and let her attend him or take care of him and become his nurse. Let her lie against your chest so that my lord the king may feel warm. 
So they searched for a beautiful girl throughout the territory of Israel and found Abishag, the Shunammite, and brought her to the king. The girl was very beautiful and she became the king's nurse and served him, but the king was not intimate with her. He didn't have sex with her. But they said, this dude, we can't keep this dude's temperature regulated. This dude will not, cannot stay, will not stay warm. If we don't do something, this dude is going to die. So they said, well, okay, go find a beautiful young woman. You know the king loved the girls. Find a beautiful young woman. Bring her and let her lay on his chest. And she lay on his chest and his temperature would regulate. Because masculinity is moved by femininity in the form of a woman. Any man that's talking about what you bring to the table, I have some questions for you. you well, let me leave that alone. Number two. Number two. What does a feminine woman bring to the table? She provides an opportunity for the man's basic needs to be met. You know, a man really can't even get his basic needs met without a woman, in some sense. The woman is the engine of the man's manifested masculinity. In other words, we do all we do in terms of our masculinity. We take the risk we take, we make the moves we make, we accomplish the goals we set out to accomplish because it, it is driven by femininity. The woman does this, the feminine woman does this. She's the engine of the man's manifested masculinity. She does this by being the only being on the planet capable of meeting his needs. Now, you know, I, I was just kind of researching this because I'm no counselor, no therapist or anything like that. But I was just kind of researching this a little bit. And some of uh, the basic needs of a man, you know, it, it varies a little bit from one person to the next, but it's all pretty much the same, about 98% the same from one, you know, expert to another. They, they pretty much all will agree that a man needs to be honored. A man needs sex. A man needs companionship. Even before he realizes he needs that. And a man needs a domesticated dwelling. And, you know, when you, when you stop and think about it, honor, sex, companionship, domesticated dwelling, these are the things that a woman brings to the table. The Bible says in Proverbs 18.22, Whoso findeth a wife, findeth a good thing, and obtaineth favor of the Lord. Honor, sex, companionship, domesticated dwelling, and the list goes on. These were like the top four on certain person's list. Now, now we often say, as men, we, we quite often say that, um, okay, yeah, I, I hear you talking, R.C., but the reality is I can pay a woman 
and and she'll she'll honor me. She may she may respect you for the paycheck, but she ain't honoring you. You know, uh, I can pay a woman to have sex. I mean, that may be what you got to do. You know, that may be your charge. But that 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 that, that companionship. You can't pay nobody to be a companion to you. I can pay a maid. We, we often say that we can pay a woman to do or pay others to do all of these things, which is true. However, listen to this very carefully. Paying may get the task accomplished, but it does not fulfill a man's need to be a hero in the eyes of a particular woman. And then she does all of these things because of the love she has for him. Quite a difference. Quite a difference when a woman respects you because she actually honors you. Quite a difference when a woman is having sex with you. You, you, can't, you can't compare the sex of a prostitute with that of a loving wife. You can't, you, there's no comparison. Prostitute got you on the clock. Uh, companionship to have somebody you can literally kick it with and, and I mean you know most of the dudes I know we enjoy being around one another sometime but don't no real man want to be locked up with no bunch of hard legs all the time a real man need a woman he can kick it with Netflix and chill with his woman his wife preferably I don't care how, how much of a house you build uh, it don't become a home till a woman come across the seal of that door, man. I ain't lying to you. My wife was overseas recently, and I was here. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. My God, my God, my God, my God. My God, Luther said a house is not a home. When there's no one there, I'm preaching better than y'all shout. Proverbs 31, 10 through 12 says, a good woman, watch this, watch this. It says, back, I lost my place here. It says uh, in Proverbs 31, 10 through 12, says a good woman is hard to find and worth far more than diamonds. Her husband trusts her without reserve and never has reason to regret it. Never spiteful, she treats him generously all her life long. So what does she bring to the table? Uh, a feminine woman brings her feminine presence, number one. Number two, she provides an opportunity for, she is the opportunity for all of the man's basic needs to be met. What does she bring to the table? Man, you know, I, I remember uh, my father. Uh, man, God bless his heart in heaven. They just a few days ago, it was nine years. It became nine years that, he, that he's transcended or passed. And um, man, my father just loved and honored my mother. I thank God that she's still here with me. But he loved and honored my mother and he celebrated he celebrated my mother's presence 
He respected, he respected how my mother met all of his basic needs. Now watch this, let me show you what I mean by this. My father, without getting into the intricacies of my family's history, uh, my father was raised without father or mother. And he was, you know, an only child. And uh, so needless to say, my father had a lot of, he had a lot of issues and a lot of um, uh, emotional challenges, you know, to have been raised without mother or father. And he described it like, okay, I'm in the world by myself and then one day I see this little woman walking and I just know this is my wife. And, you know, he pursues her, she accepts him, the family says cool, and all of this, and he marries this woman and he says, he described it like this, he said, your mom became all I had until we had you two guys. And it was the four of us. But I, I looked at how my mother met all of my father's basic needs. She honored him. Clearly she had sex with him because your boy is here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. She was his companion. You know, they would just rock out together, man. They would go sit down in restaurants together. They would strategize and plan together. They strategized and planned our family out of poverty. My mom kept the house in a way that dad was always excited about coming home. Uh, even till today, dad was mom's biggest hero. If you, you call and ask her right now, who's the greatest man that ever walked the planet? She will say, Robert Charles Blake Sr. And that's not just because he's dead and gone. She honored him and she esteemed him like that while he lived. And I looked at how he would feed off of her feminine energy and she would give him everything he needed to go into the world and to win for himself, for his family. And we became the family we became because there was a, a woman that brought to the table of a broken man everything he needed in one package. So when, when you say, what, what does she bring to the table, she is your opportunity to have all of your basic needs met. But you see, you have to look deeper than the surface. You, you, you'd have to look deeper than the sex to be able to understand all of the other things that she brings to, to your table. Now, number, number three. What does the woman bring to the table? Number three. She is, the feminine woman is the fertilizer for the man's future. You know, I, I, mean, I really meant to look it up, but I, I know it. I know it is a statistical, um, probably a statistical fact. I'm almost ready to say it's a, a statistical fact that cats who have found uh, their woman, their wives, and and live properly with their lives, live longer, healthier, happier, 
wealthier lives. I'm, I mean, I'm sure it's out there. I'm, again, I'm no counselor, I'm no therapist. I meant to look it up before I got on here with you. I just forgot to do so. I know I could verify it. Because the woman is the fertilizer for the man's future. Any man that wants to see his future, watch this, elevate to its best version is a man that understands the role of the woman, the role the woman plays in his future. Man, where would I be right now if I didn't have Lisa Blake's? Where would I be right now if I did not have Lisa Blake's? Lisa Blake's has been, now, you know, I was doing my thing. I, I was on my grind. I, was, I had my mission in view and all of that. I was doing my thing. I promise you I was. But when I asked that woman to marry me and we got married, it's like, it's like God kicked everything into overdrive. You know, when you go to Genesis, God says in Genesis, after Adam uh, had, you know, successfully managed the garden and was fulfilling his assignment. You know, God made Adam first and then he made Eve later. Adam was successfully running the garden, doing his thing, you know, walking with God. And then God breaks out in the middle of what looks like perfection. And God says, it's not good that the man should be alone. What you mean it's not good? He ain't asking for nobody. He ain't desperate for nobody. He don't even realize he need anybody, really. He just around here doing what you told him. He's naming the animals. He's, he's taking care of the garden. He's, he's, he's having dominion over all of the works of your hands. And then God in the middle of all that says, wait a minute. It ain't good for this brother to be alone. Go to Genesis chapter 2, verses 20 through 25. Listen to what it says. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found an help meet for him. And the Lord God caused the deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife. And were not ashamed. I just read all of the verses just for your, for, you know, for the sake of giving you context. But notice the Lord said there, there was not found and help meet for the man. And that term help is a masculine noun meaning helper. Or one who helps. Or one who aids. It refers to aid or assistance that is given whether material or immaterial, there was not anyone to assist Adam. There was no help for Adam. Now, <clears throat> the, the woman is man's ordained partner in dominion. God said, let them have 
dominion. Since Adam was clearly doing a great job by himself, what did Eve bring to the table? Why was Eve necessary? If you go to Genesis 1, 27 and 28, listen to what it says. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, here it is, be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Fruitful and multiply. What did Adam need help with? He could not be fruitful or he absolutely could not multiply without woman. That's why when God brought Eve to Adam, Adam called her woman because she was taken out of him. And what does that word woman mean? It really speaks of womb man. What Adam was saying is, you are a man like I am, but you have a womb, which is what? You have the capacity to give birth. You see, a man without a woman is just a bag of potential with no possibility of ever being fulfilled. But when you take the man and you give him the right woman, now the woman is equipped to take out of the man what's in him, incubate that situation within her soul, her spirit, or even her womb, and then nine months later, however much time it takes, give the man back what was only potential in the beginning. So when a man says, what does a woman bring to the table? You know he's not really had a real intimate experience with a woman because women don't only give birth to our children. They don't only take our, our seed sexually and then give us children back. Women have the capacity and the potential to give birth to dreams. You know, I don't know how true it is, but I hear that some scientists say that women can use both sides of their brain at the same time. And I believe it when I see all the stuff my wife does at one time. I can only do, you know, one thing at a time. You can forget that multitasking. I can only think about one thing at a time. So if we're ever in a conversation and I blurt out what I need to say while you're talking, it's because if I don't say it now, I ain't going to remember it. I can only think about one thing at a time. But when you have the right woman in your life, what does she bring to the table? She brings to you the capacity and the ability to multiply. See, see, as long as you and I are just hanging out together as, as brothers, we can you know, add one plus one equals two. But when you bring a woman in the mix, well, let me change that. When you bring, rewind, the right woman into the mix, she gives you the capacity to multiply. 2 times 2 is 4 times 2 is 8 times 2 is 16 times 2 is 32. That's what the woman does. So it's kind of foolish to ask a question like, what does a woman bring to the table? And then number four. Number four. Um, she is 
the guardian of the man's legacy. What is legacy? Legacy is what is that part of you that outlives you. You know, see, like I'm my father's legacy. You can't, you, you'll never forget about Robert Charles Blake Sr. Not as long as Robert Charles Blake Jr. is living and Samuel Blake's are living. Because we are our father's legacy. Well, when you think about a woman, a woman is the guardian of the, of the man's, the greater portion of the man's legacy in most cases. And in most cases, a man's legacy is found in his children. It's who survives you. you, you, want to, you if you want to determine if, if you, you were a success in life, take a look at your successors. And, and who is the guardian of the man's legacy more so than his woman? And the Bible says in Proverbs 1, 8, 9, My son, hear the instruction of your father. And do not reject the teaching of your mother, for they are a garland of grace on your head and chains and ornaments of gold around your neck. The woman a man chooses to bring to the table is the guardian of his seed. The quality of his children is largely based on the quality of woman he brings to the table. You know, um, all of our kids have done well academically and in life and so forth and so on. And your boy, I can't take no credit for that. I wasn't sitting up at no one, one o'clock in the morning Trying to do no homework. I ain't know that stuff myself. You know, children coming home with homework. I ain't know how to do that. I ain't know how to do that. All I could do is pray for Lisa, lay hands on her, pray for her. My wife is the one who walked those children all the way through school, got those children through college and all of this kind of thing here. Man, what if I had brought, what if I had brought, okay? See? Who, who is training the kids? When we as men are out doing our thing, now we, we're supposed to be, you know, um, what, what is it, um, um, high value men, uh, king conscious men, we, we're supposed to be, you know, all of that. Well, while, while we're out doing our thing, who's going to be training the kids? And watch this. And many times, she, she's working a job just like you are, and she still has the capacity to come and to raise your children properly. And then you say, what are you bringing to the table? She's the guardian of your legacy. Proverbs 31, 1, 1 through 5 says, The words of King Lemuel, the oracle which his mother taught him, now notice, we just got through reading in Proverbs 1, 8 and 9, he says, uh, My son, hear the instruction of your father, and do not reject the teaching of your mother. See, dad passes by and he throws out instruction. Boy, don't do that. But mama's the one that's going to teach him how to do what's right. Mama's the one. That woman you choose is going to be the one to actually sit the children down and train the children. T.D. Jakes had a powerful sermon he did some time ago 
where he was talking about how uh, no man can, can you know, uh, do it all. I forget exactly how he put it, but he's saying either man is gonna, going to flunk in his manhood and be physically available, physically present, or he's going to fulfill his, his duty as a man to provide for his family and he's going to be physically less available. Well, when he's out being the man doing his thing, what kind of woman does he have at the table training his children? What kind of woman does he have at the table managing his household, managing his money? Establishing his future, their future. But going back to Proverbs 31, 1 through 5, the words of King Lemuel, the oracle which his mother taught him, What, O my son, and what, O son of my womb, and what shall I advise you, O, my, o son of my vows? Do not give your generative strength to women. His mother's teaching him this. Neither foreign wives in marriages of alliances. She's teaching him how to be a king. Nor concubines. Stop having all of these, these, uh, these hookups and these outside women. Stop having all these side chicks, boy. Nor your ways to that which destroys kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine or for rulers to desire strong drink. Otherwise, they drink and forget the law and its decrees and pervert the rights and justice of all the afflicted. His mother was teaching him how to be a king. So what does she bring to the table? She is the guardian of his legacy. Let me go through these one more time. Number one, she brings feminine presence. Number two, she provides an opportunity for his basic needs to be met. Fundamental needs. Number three, she is the fertilizer for his future. Number four, she is the guardian of his legacy. And then number five, she brings a loyal partner and advocate. Brother, if you've lived any length of time and if you've really embraced this world as a man, you ought to know by now that um, enemies pop up from the least likely places, from some of, or in the form of some of the most unlikely characters. And there are days as a man that a man looks around and he really can't trust much of anything that he's looking at. And when a man looks all around him out into the world and he finds no friends, it seems like the whole world is against him. When a man has chosen the right woman, it's within the walls of his house that his woman turned into a home that he finds his greatest ally. He finds his confidant. He finds his counselor. She becomes, or should I say, she is his loyal partner. You see, when you think about life, you look at my life, for instance, and the way my life is set up.
apart, apart from her loving me and all of these other things that go into it, apart from her having honor and respect for me, and I'm talking about Lisa. Lisa is the only person in the world that has as much skin in the game as I do. When a man takes a wife into his life, it becomes her life as much as it is your life. And when you can't trust all of these talking heads who are talking good, but really have agendas, it's your woman. When everybody else lets you down and stabs you in the back, it's going to be your woman that's going to hold you down and, and, and bind up your wounds and nurse you back to health and put you back on your feet and refill your confidence and help you get a new strategy. It's going to be your woman. She's a loyal Partner, now you got to choose the right. You got to choose the right woman. Don't get mad with me because you went out there and chose the wrong woman. You know, don't get mad with me. You got you got to choose the right one. But when you choose her, you don't need to be asking that woman no question like nothing as stupid as what you bring to the table. If you go to Ecclesiastes chapter four, verses nine through twelve, it says, two are better than one." Because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth. For he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Man, my, my, my ace is Lisa Blakes. I promise you. Boy, a couple of years ago, I uh, had a historical freeze in Houston, Texas. And I happened to, we happened to be in Houston during this time. And man, the electricity, the power grids all failed and all of this kind of thing. And it got down into single digits and... Man, one night, uh, you know, well, it was a couple of nights actually, it had gotten so cold. And man, Lisa and I were, we loaded the bed up with all kinds of covers and all that kind of thing. And <laughs> that's the first night, going back to this text, two are better than one. If they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. If, if one's cold, the other one will warm him up. Boy, that night. I looked around, Lisa literally, literally slept on top of me. I said, you ain't never got that close. She, she was freezing, but the two of us together were able to keep each other warm through thick and thin. She's been there. When a man chooses the right woman, you don't need to ask a foolish question like, what do you bring to the table? Man, you're talking to your, more, your most loyal partner and advocate. When you have the right woman, she's going to be swinging for you, man, when you don't even realize it. So don't, don't buy into this hype. When you get the woman that God has ordained for you, when your wife comes into your life, Man, you need to thank God.
Let me pray for you, if I may. Now, Father, as I conclude this time of conversation and discussion, let something I said resonate. Let it register, Father. God, I thank you for taking this conversation and really even empowering the consciousness of women that women will no longer buy into the idea that uh, they have to come up with something other than what you've made them to be, uh, to be worthy of entering into a man's life. God, make them know that they were born enough. Make them know, dear God, that they are enough just like they are. And now, God, I thank you for raising the consciousness of men to be able to discern uh, beneath the surface to be able to see the gift that you've made womankind to mankind. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen, 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 amen. Now listen, I have thoroughly enjoyed this time with you. I've thoroughly enjoyed this time with you. And my prayer is that something has been said that really adds to your life in a unique way. Now, if you need counseling of any kind, there's, um, there's a link in, in the description for better help counseling. Since I'm not a counselor, I'm not a therapist, I recommend people to go to better help counseling. It's online, you can call them, you can do it by phone, however you choose to do it, at your leisure. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing great things about it. If you need that kind of uh, counseling, I want you to engage that link. And what will happen is when you use that link, because I'm referring BetterHelp, they will make a deposit into R.C. Blake's ministries. And in turn, they will give you 10% off of the cost of their counseling. Now, also, if you um, go to my website, rcblakes.com, and uh, sign up for my mailing list. There's, there's a powerful book I wrote uh, some years ago, The Laws of Manifesting Your Vision. It's no longer in physical print, but you will get a free download, at least for the time being. If you're watching this in its original, at its original time, it still stands. At some point in the future, it may not stand. But you will get a digital download of that book, The Laws of Manifesting Your Vision. All you, got, all you have to do is go in and subscribe to, my, to our mailing list. While you're there, check out all of the online programs. Queenology, Transcending the Father Wound, uh, Breaking Soul Ties. Oh, man. Go there. It will bless you. Those of you that are women in ministry, uh, Wisdom for Women in Ministry, so many online programs that will just be an amazing blessing to you. Now, um, I know I'm forgetting something. Don't forget to stop by Amazon and pick up any or all of my books. It'll be a blessing to you. I, I, I really believe that people from all around the world read my books, and I thank God for that. I really thank God. When you buy my books, you're, you're, you're supporting the ministry. And with that being said, I want, I want to thank God for all of you that have given and sown into our lives. Lisa and I truly honor you and we thank God for you. Now, if you're ever in New Orleans, Louisiana, man, look us up. If, you, if, if you're a church-going person, look us up at New Home Ministries. You know, check my schedule and calendar. Email me before you come or something. 
uh, if you're looking for me to be present because I, I move around from New Orleans and in, if you're in Houston, Texas, you can come and meet us at New Home Family Worship Center in Houston. Uh, it's just an amazing blessing to be the pastor of such amazing people. I love you all. I thank God for you. And I think, I'm, I think I've said everything I need to say this time. And I'll, you know, check in with you again real soon. But, um, yeah, I love you all. You're on top and you're going higher. God has more in store for you. So I will see you at the top. God bless you. Until next time. We here at R.C. Blake's Ministries want to thank you for spending this time with us today. R.C. and Lisa are always honored to have you with us. Don't forget to reach out to us by visiting our website at www.rcblakes.com. While you are there, you may join our mailing list and receive a free download of the Laws of Manifesting Your Vision by R.C. Blakes. Also look at all of the online programs by R.C. You may find all books written by R.C. and Lisa. Once again, all of us here at R.C. Blake's Ministries want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And as we always say, see you at the top.
Oh, oh. 